Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. And then we're going to get into uh, another prayer that will help you in your prayer time. So let's say a prayer. How about that? Start out. Father, thank you for your word, for your faithfulness, for your goodness. I pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. All right, prayers that work. Now, finishing up the Lord's Prayer, let me do a little review, introduction, finishing up, and then we'll get into the next one. So, prayer is the need of the hour, not less of it, but more of it, even as we see the day of the Lord approaching. Not just marking time, vain repetition, mindless banter, but prayers that work. So how do we pray? How do we populate a period of time with words that constitute prayer? Prayer, whether it be three minutes, five minutes, an hour, whatever you pray, is it really praying? How do you pray? And then how do you get to where you can tarry with the Lord for an hour? At the prayer meeting that Jesus had at Gethsemane, he looked at his disciples and he said, couldn't you tarry with me for one hour? They they. they you know, bailed at 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. They bailed. And he's like, I need you to pray with me for an hour. That idea. And we've talked about that. How do I get to where I can pray for an hour? But if you can't pray for an hour yet, pray for five minutes. How do I populate some time with words that constitute prayer for five minutes? How do I do that? Well, um, that's what I'm trying to help you with. We have so many distractions. And you can go back and listen to uh, last Wednesday night and, and catch some stuff. It, it, it was good. I got to tell you, it was really, really good. And, uh, and then we are getting tonight, we're finishing up with this part of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgiveness is such a huge part of successful prayer. And as we're going to see in the next prayer... I mean, isn't kind of like what you're wanting to happen is the Lord to hear your prayers? And if it's like a petition, answer your prayers? I mean, isn't that kind of like the end game? I mean, let's let the cat out of the bag, right? I want my prayers to be answered. I'm not just praying to hear myself say words. Now, sometimes I'm worshiping the Lord. That's different. Sometimes I'm ministering to the Lord. That's different. And, and, and sometimes I'm waiting to hear from the Lord. But when I bring my petitions, y'all, I'm wanting him to answer. Move on my behalf. And one of the greatest ways to position yourself for that is to forgive. Look, look at Mark 11. Mark 11, 22. Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Verse 23. Assuredly, I say to you. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That's powerful praying right there. Wouldn't you say speaking to a mountain move and be cast into the sea? I don't doubt. I believe it. I say it. I speak to it. And I call it done. And that mountain moves. Jesus said, therefore, 
Whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. And then verse 25, here's a pivot. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgiven. Now let me ask you, you got anything against anyone? Have you ever had anything against anyone? Of course you have. Because you're a human being. We do wrong and we get done wrong. But if you want the mountains to move, you better learn how to forgive. I'm going to forgive. I choose to for- I don't always feel like I have forgiven. But I make the choice to forgive. In the same way I make the mountain move by talking to the thought, talking to the obstacle, talking to the situation. You know, Jesus said, speak to that mountain. Say to that mountain. He spoke to a tree. That's the context of Mark 11. Cursed a fig tree. He spoke to an inanimate, well, it moved, I guess, but it's not sentient. You know what I mean? Trees aren't alive. I don't care who you are. They are alive. They just don't have a brain. You know what I'm saying? They, that sounds silly. Why am I saying that? I'm just, he spoke to a tree, and the tree obeyed him. In the same way that you speak to a mountain, and the mountain obeys Sometimes you got to talk to the thoughts of unforgiveness. Talk to them. In Jesus' name, I choose to forgive. In Jesus' name, I let that go. In Jesus' name, Donovan. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David talked to himself. Donovan, let it go. There's a song in there. Let it go. Just, just. No, I'm not going to. I'm not. No. If you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So when you say, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive those who are in debt to us, that's important. It doesn't say that they have to ask you, please forgive me. Donovan, I did you so wrong. Please forgive me. They don't have to do that at all. They may never ask for forgiveness, ever. They may never think they did me wrong. Ever. Amen. I got an amen. Amen corner right there. But the, the point is this. It, it's not, it's not the, the responsibility is not on them to ask for my forgiveness. The responsibility is on me to forgive. In Jesus' name. Father, you've forgiven me so much. It's that parable, you know. The guy had been forgiven so much. And, 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 and then he looks at somebody that owed him so little. And he said, not forgiving you, locking you up in prison. The king finds out and he said, what's wrong with you? You only, you know, you only had to give to him because of what I gave to you. And you're going to hold him in account for not paying you back? That's the way forgiveness works. I've been forgiven such a great debt, I pass it on. And I forgive those who have wronged me in any little way. I forgive them. And that's how mountains move. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are in debt to us. Let me tell you this also. Learn how to forgive in advance. Learn to forgive in advance. You're going to get done wrong. Sometimes you walk into situations knowing they're going to do me wrong. They're going to say something. They're going to come against me. I know it. 
forgiven it, Father, I make the quality decision. Do you know what a quality decision is? It's a decision from which there is no retreat. You make a quality decision. I choose to forgive in advance. So when I'm hanging there on that cross, you know, and, and Father, forgive me, you know, here for using that il illustration. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me, right? And so, when, and, and you, you know, you can't, nobody nails themselves to a cross. It takes people. Right? So when you're there, Father, forgive them. They don't understand. Forgiveness, it's the way mountains move. And in my opinion, it's the way Jesus was raised from the dead. He positioned himself to receive supernatural power to be raised from the dead. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are in debt to us. Forgive in advance. Didn't God forgive you in advance? I mean, we're hanging there on the cross. You hadn't even been born. So he forgave you in advance. So be an imitator of God. Forgive in advance. And then lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, I mentioned to you that this idea of your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us this day. Forgive us our debts. Lead us not into temptation. This is kind of the warring side of prayer. Prayer, there are different aspects to it, but this is kind of the warfare type thing. You know, Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God. In the Greek, it's as if you already have it on. You just need to recognize it and walk in it. That whole armor of God, it's not necessarily like you got to, like, I'm going to put this on and put that on. Like, when you're born again, it's on you. Recognize it. Become aware of it. Walk in that. Those Roman soldiers, Larry was real big on this, Larry Stockstill. Those Roman soldiers had these shoes that had six-inch spikes on the bottom of them. Everywhere they're going, man. You're talking about cleats, you know. If you ever played baseball and you get those cleats or you'll run track, you get, can you imagine six-inch spikes? This was for stomping, man. This is for taking dominion. I mean, you've got this, this, this armor on. Walk in that. This, this is warfare. Forgive us our debts. That's warfare, pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, I, 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 don't, I don't need to be uh, that evil. I don't need to be that doesn't. Don't lead me in the way of evil, but lead me, Father, in, in the, the path of righteousness for your sake, and deliver me from evil. And we're going to see that same prayer tonight in our next prayer that we're going to talk about. But this idea of deliverance from evil, it's the idea of I'm avoiding evil, and I'm asking you to help me avoid evil. I don't want to fall into sin. I don't need temptation. I have temptation. I don't need any more. Deliver me from evil. It's a warring position. I'm taking authority. I'm resisting every demonic attack. I'm going to have to preach about this, but I love this fact. Do you know when David faced Goliath? There was a man in front of that giant. There was a man that carried his shield, an armor bearer. David never even acknowledged him. Think about that. Didn't talk to him. Didn't acknowledge him. Didn't like get a second stone out and hit that guy. 
never even acknowledged him. He was after the giant that was behind the man. And let me tell you something, y'all. Sometimes you're going to face some giants, and there's going to be a man in front of that giant. Ignore the, the man. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, y'all. It's, it's that spirit behind it that I'm coming after in Jesus' name. It's, it's a warfare. It's a war. i got to preach about that, but isn't that cool? Ignore the man in front of the giant and go after that, that enemy in Jesus' name. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the, the power and the kingdom and the glory forever and ever, and it all belongs to him. So there's the Lord's Prayer. You can pray for an hour. If you'll take that, go back and listen to it. Take that and just put it, you know. Uh, our Father, thank you for the relationship that I have with you. I'm not just anybody in this world. You're my Father. I've been born again of water and spirit. Thank you. I'm a new creation in Christ. Talk about being a son of God. I cry, Abba, Father, Daddy. It's an intimate relationship. I can come into the throne room of grace and climb up on your lap and tell you my needs. And you're, you're moved by the feelings of my infirmities. And I thank you that you're my Father. And I, and, and so our Father who art in heaven, hallowed is your name, holy is your name, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sidke, go through all those. You can pray for an hour or you can pray for five minutes, but you can go through that prayer and you can get some stuff done. So that's, that's the Lord's Prayer. Are you with me? Yes. You like that? Yeah. That's some good stuff right there. Now, we're going to look to 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. This is prayers that work, part two. 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. So we're going to talk about the prayer of Jabez. And I, I've talked about him before, and I revisited some studies that I came across, and, and I would like to share them with you. There's something to be said about the victim mentality some of the stuff I read said this the victim mentality is a dysfunctional mindset which seeks to feel persecuted in order to gain attention or avoid self-responsibility people who struggle with the victim mentality are convinced that life is not only beyond their control but it is also out to deliberately hurt them. This belief results in constant blame, finger pointing, and pity parties that are fueled by pessimism, fear, and anger. Simply put, having a victim mentality means that you blame other people and circumstances for the unhappiness you feel. Can I go on? I know I'm reading some stuff, but man, this is so good. They go on. No one is born with a victim mentality, just as no one is born clinically depressed or anxious. 
Instead, the victim mentality is an acquired trait, meaning that it is the result of early life conditioning and coping mechanisms. Most victims were legitimately victimized in some way as children, perhaps through abuse of some kind. Self-victimization can also develop through codependent relationships with parents or simply by observing and adopting the unhealthy victim mentality exhibited by one or more family members. In other words, the victim mentality can be modeled to us. We can get it honest. That, that's what's being said. One source I was reading said this, playing the victim actually has a number of perks, rewards that make it difficult to break out of such a mindset. Which is why most victims seem to be so emotionally invested in perpetuating this type of toxic behavior. Here are some of the perks. Not having to take responsibility for anything. Other people lavishing you with attention. Other people feeling sorry for you. Other people are less likely to criticize or upset you. You have the right to complain. You're more likely to get what you want. You feel interesting because you get to tell people all your stories. You don't have to feel bored because there's too much drama going on. You get to avoid and bypass anger because you're too busy feeling sad. There's some patterns. Now, I'm talking about prayer. But one of the, the hindrances to prayer is enjoying the mess that you're in. Instead of praying your way through it. The old timers used to talk about praying through. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Praying through. You're going to pray. You you need to pray until you pray through, son. What's that mean? Pray, you know, break on through to the other side, the doors, you know what I mean? Like, what's that mean? You need to pray to you. And, And I grew up to realize what that means. That's when I cast my cares over on the Lord. And I realize greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I am more than a conqueror through him who loved us. Barry was telling me again the story. Five years. Just had a CAT scan. CAT scan, right? Five years. At still cancer free. They gave him six months to live. When I first met him. Six months to live. Hey, can I tell you a little bit of your story? I mean. He had been in prison. He, he, he had had all kind of setbacks. God was, was taking him on a journey. He's facing cancer. Six months to live. He never even took a pain pill through the, the, uh, the, the treatments. And, and here he is five years. And, and clean, sober, cancer-free. To God be the glory. He could have checked out as a victim. But he chose to put his trust in Jesus. Which made him a victor. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Prayer! 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 Miss Cynthia got a great report. Prayer! Prayer! Come on! Prayer! And we could fall into that trap of poor me, I've been done wrong, and you know, forgive, get up, move on, I'm breaking out of this in Jesus' name. Now, this old fella Jabez, if anybody had a right to have a victim mentality, it was Jabez. When he was born, his mother had a lot of pain in his birth. And so, you know what she named him? Pain. Thank you, mother. 
pain. Old pain. I'm just going to call him pain. I mean, where was his daddy? You know? Uh, And she blamed Jabez. Just kidding. She, she She didn't blame his daddy, right? She didn't blame Adam or Eve. She didn't blame God. She blamed Jabez. And that blame and shame was turned into a name. Jabez. It means sorrow. It means pain. It's like she was saying, I'm sorry you were born. You represent nothing but regret to me. Hung that name on him like an albatross, like a scarlet letter on his chest. You know, where were the grandparents? I'd have said something. Uh, son, <clears throat> do you think about maybe another name, you know? Is that really what you want to do? Uh, but grandparents weren't there. There's no intervention. So at his birth, he gets a name as a toddler, a kid, a teenager, a young adult. He's identified with sorrow, regret, trouble, pain, suffering. But eventually, Jabez had to make a choice. Would he choose to hold a grudge, get stuck in his circumstances, or live his life with a victim mentality? I brought pain nobody wanted. I'm the source of everybody's regrets. I messed everything up. I can't seem to get along with anybody. I can't get anything right. I can't help myself. I'm such a pain. It's just the way that I am. Gets on match.com. I'm just a pain. I just, I hurt everything and everybody. But he chose this different mentality. The victim mentality was a bitter choice, but he chose a different one. The victor mentality. It was the better choice. And it changed his life, set him apart. And it came about with prayer. It caused him to rise above the ordinary into the extraordinary. It took him out of, and this is good if you've read your Bible through. It took him out of the boring, endless genealogies of Chronicles. To where we're talking about him 35 centuries later. Instead of like, blah, 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 blah. And then Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Let me tell you about Jabez. And it goes into his prayer life. It raised him up. His prayer life raised him out of the heap of his circumstances. Now verse 10 says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. Oh my goodness, I can't believe how long I've gone. Jabez called on the God of Israel. He prayed. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes everything. Prayer changes circumstances, situations, people. Prayer changes you. People can have written you off and judged you. He's a sorry, good for nothing. She'll never amount to anything. People could have been prejudiced against you. You know where he comes from. You know how his people are. They may have libeled you, labeled you, hung a name on you. He's a lazy, lying, cheat, loser. She's a slut. A drunk, junkie, addict. Come get down where we live, right? He'll never amount to anything. He he, he can't manage money. Uh, He can't do this. He can't do that. You know how his people are. 
But in spite of being labeled, that text said that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers because he refused to live down to those low expectations and he chose to rise above them through his prayer life. Through his prayer life. He decided, I'm going to change all this stuff. Instead of being a victim, I'm a victor. I'm going I'm to rise above the meaning that others have assigned to my name. And, and, and God called that more honorable. Honorable, it's kavad. It means holy, weighty, substantive, solid. The idea of not being hollow or shallow or flighty. He was a man of substance, integrity. He's solid. He carries weight. He's not a fly-by-night. He's not here today, gone tomorrow. He's in it for the long haul. You don't have to live the hollow life of a victim you can rise above that to this solid life. You don't have to be defined by your past. You can be redefined by your prayer life. Prayer is, is imagining the future. I got a chapter in my book. Hey, if you don't have my book, you ought to go get my book. Go to Amazon.com right now. Even pull your phone out. Get it. D-O-N-A-V-O-N. Don Avon Hill. I got a chapter in there called Remembering the Future. Like you can, you can, you can pray things into existence and see them before you ever experience them. And then when you finally step into your reality, to your dreams, it's like you're remembering the future. It's deja vu. Been here, done that. Where? In my prayer life. I I told you I was healed. I told you God would provide. I told you this church would grow. I told you we'd buy this property. I saw it in prayer. I told you that cancer would be gone in Jesus' name. It's prayer. He rose above that. He rose above that through his prayer life. And um, it changed everything. Changed everything. Uh, Oh, my goodness. A couple years ago, I was in this intense season of prayer and fasting. And the Lord began to talk to me. He said, I'm going to do some things in your spirit, Don. It's going to affect your thinking and Stuff you touch is going to rise. Told me that. And, uh, you know, and then COVID came along. But I'm just kidding, right? I still believe that. I told, I told my banker that, and he said, he literally started crying, and he said, would you touch me? <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll touch you. I believe God is wanting to, to put an anointing in you. That whatever you touch prospers in Jesus' name. No matter what anybody has said about you. No, what, no matter what your past. No matter what your ex has said about you. No, no matter what the haters have said about you. God's going to put a touch on your life. That whatever you touch. Wherever the soles of your feet walk. You walk in dominion. And authority. It comes through the prayer life. Prayer life. He called on the God of Israel. He's a Jew. Now, now here's, some, here's some cool stuff about this. He did not call on the God of Jacob, but he called on the God of Israel. Jacob, that's that old name. It means heel grabber, politician, backslapper, cheat, all that stuff. Jacob got touched by God and his name was changed to Israel. These name changes are significant. They're all throughout the Bible. I got a chapter in my book on that. I hate to tell you, but I do. I hadn't mentioned my book in a long time. But it, it, the, 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 the idea is he called on that new name. Israel, here's Jabez's pain, 
Instead of calling on cheap politician Jacob, he's calling on the God of Israel. The changed one. The one that God changed. Jacob represented flesh. Israel represented spirit. The word, the covenant, the redemptive power and work of God. And, and that night at, at Jabok, at the brook, Jacob abandoned the victim mentality, got a hold of the victor mentality, and, and said, I'm not letting go of you until you bless me. And the Lord changed his name and changed his destiny. And I believe God is wanting to change your life, and it's going to come about as you learn to pray, to pray through prayer. Rachel was dying as she was giving birth to a son, Genesis 35, and with her dying breath, she named her son Benoni. Benoni means son of my sorrow. It's akin to Jabez. But Jacob quickly intervened and said, not on my watch. His name is Benjamin. Benjamin, son of my right hand. Not going to happen. Uh, Jabez's dad, now he didn't do that. He's just like, whatever. <laughs> Jacob knew something about the value of a name, right? <laughs> Apparently Jabez's dad, he wasn't like that. And so Jabez didn't get a new name, but God still heard his prayer and changed everything about him. God can do it for Jacob, Benjamin, Jabez. He can do it for you. If he changed Donovan and Valerie... Milton and another Valerie, <laughs> Nick and Shana, whoever in this room, God can do it for you as well. And, I, and I'll tell you why, and, and I'm, I'm starting to wind down, but because I know a name that's above every name, that have the name of Jesus. Hey, demons tremble at the sound of that name. Generational spirits and curses and I mean, nurture, nature, spiritual, whatever, all that bows the knee before the name of Jesus that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord of all things above, in, and below the earth. Every realm bows to the name of Jesus. That name changes everything. And Jabez prayed five big prayers. Little old hurt, little old sorrow, little old pain. Prayed five big prayers. Listen to them. Oh, to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. Wait a second. That doesn't sound legit, you know. Lord, pray. I want to pray for everybody else first. You know when you're flying that airplane and you put your earbuds in and you check out and that, that flight attendant's trying to put your seatbelt on and if the mask drops and you're, trying, you're like, oh, please, you know, like, I don't have to see this again. You got your earbuds in. You're trying to ignore them and bless. And you feel bad for them. They're up there doing their job, you know, and but what do they always do with that mask? I got one in my office, but that mask drops down. Oh, you moved it, didn't you? It's in the garage, just like the Daigle sign. Valerie's been getting rid of. Valerie gets rid of all my illustrations. I keep them forever. But that that mask that drops down out of the airplane, 
They say, put yours on first, then help somebody else get theirs on. Because if you can't breathe, what good's it going to do you? To, you you're going to pass out before you can help get them, their, their mask on. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. I need to be blessed to be a blessing. I need you to bless me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I need to be put back together, Lord, so I can help somebody else. Don't try to be so generous that you overlook your own personal needs. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That I may not cause pain. I got a history. I got a past. I'm warning you. I need some help. So here you have this self-centered, unreligious prayer. But in the eyes of God, it was considered to be more honorable. It's what set him apart from everybody else. And it says, and so God granted him his request is that amazing or what oh god i wish you'd bless me enlarge my territory put your hand on me god and and help me not to hurt people keep me from evil and god says yes like that come on jabez i'm gonna do some stuff in your life it was more honorable you may not have been born with a silver spoon in your mouth come from nobility, you come from a background of brokenness, shame, pain, a family of professional doubters and world champion warriors, but you don't have to follow the same path. You can get in the word and pray some big prayers that change everything. Stand with me right now. And you're going to Jabez prayed for enlarged territory. All the commentators I looked at virtually. They agreed with Matthew Poole, who said this. Jabez called on the God of Israel when he was undertaking some great and dangerous service. In other words, he was looking to win the Lord sent his people for the conquest of the promised land. So he was saying, Israel, the God of Israel, as you went with my ancestors who were taking that promised land, please go with me in this great and dangerous service. Enlarge my territory. Speaking of taking the promises. It was along these lines. Help me to drive out my enemies who are keeping me from your promises. Whom you have commanded me to drive out. And therefore in faith I boldly ask and expect your blessing as I move in the execution of your command. I'm going to go in and take the promises. And the devil's going to fight me. But Lord please go with me. God of Israel, and enlarge my territory. Doesn't sound like a victim. This sounds like a man who switched in his prayer life. A man who's presented his body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, his reasonable service, who's had his mind renewed with the word. 
not conformed to this world, transformed with a new mindset. Adam Clark says this, quoting from a Chaldean translation. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on this, but he says this. The idea is, and enlarge my borders with disciples. With disciples. This is, this is indicating that Jabez's desire was for more territory, but, but not just simply to displace the wicked, but to advance the cause of godliness and let there be a multiplication of disciples. Let me be an influence on somebody else, God, that has all kind of discrepancies and, 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 and dependencies and things that are going against them. Let me inspire them to pray big prayers. Let me get some disciples. Jabez asked that the hand of God would be with him. The hand of the Lord is a biblical term for God's power and presence. And often the hand of the Lord is negative, meaning it was against people. Jabez is saying, let the hand of the Lord be with me. With me. Psalm 77, the psalmist said, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most God, the, the Most High. I will remember the years, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Jabez is praying in advance, I want to remember this later. How you went with me and your right hand was with me and sustained me. It's power. Keep me from evil. Help me not to cause pain. It's a reference to his name, of course. But Lord, in spite of the stuff that they tried to hang on me, that's not who I am. You're wrong about me. I'm a blessing. You're going to learn from me. When they said I was out, I, I, was, I, was, I was just about to rise up again. They said that I was dead. I was planted like a seed. And the life of God was flowing through me. It's so powerful. Prayer made the difference. Are you with me? You can pray the prayer of Jabez. Look it up. 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Personalize it. Take every little request and process it. Filter it through your own experience and through your own life. Pray that prayer of Jabez. It's very powerful and it will work for you. Can you close your eyes with me right now? Father, I thank you for your word that challenges us from a a man 3,500 years ago, Lord, who was disadvantaged, who has so many things going against him, but he chose with a lesser covenant, with lesser understanding, he chose to call out to the God of Israel, the one that makes a difference. And he said, Lord, I need your help. I need to break out of this. I, I got to change some things. I don't want to die with that label being fleshed out in my life. I'm going to live a different way, and I'm asking you to help me, Lord. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.